Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. My name is Dr. Friedman, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me. Empowerment Radio is about giving you the insights, tools, and solutions to address some of the most challenging aspects of our daily lives. So sit back, relax, and empower yourself. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman. Well, I mean, in the intro I just said, some of the most challenging aspects of our life, right? So I think we are going probably through one of the most challenging times in our life. And uh, I have to say, it was a strike of genius, not to toot my own horn, to have this show already planned ahead, thinking maybe we need a little bit of calm right now during a time of uncertainty. And uh, yeah, I think we all do need this, right? I mean, there is for sure this nail-biter of an election going on and uh, well, some of us haven't really slept very much in the last uh, 48 hours. Then there is COVID, the epidemic, just uh, getting new steam and rising to maybe heights we have never seen before. There are other things, you know, the, the climate crisis, the Paris uh, agreement was just canceled by the US nicely. And there is, uh, unfortunately, also the whole economy coming to more of a, or less a halt. I mean, there is a lot that right now feels overwhelming. And that feels like full of uncertainty and maybe even chaos. So today, I'm going to talk about how to just get out of this sense of inner chaos, and this stress and this anxiety that comes with it, and find some calm no matter what the circumstances are. In the end, it's actually in our hands to, to see the world the way we choose to and not the way it's portrayed by, let's say, the news or by the politicians. So let's just focus on ourselves for a moment. I hope you have turned off uh, CNN, Fox, or anything that may have been blurring all day long. Just turn it off for a moment. Turn the radio off. I mean, not this radio, obviously. And uh, let's take a collective sigh of relief. So take a deep breath in, and maybe you want to even close your eyes. That would be great. And then on the exhale, you just do, ooh, really just letting the air out. Do this three times, inhaling, and with a sigh of relief, exhaling. And one more time, inhaling. Ah, exhaling. Perfect. And then what I like to do is just with your eyes closed, look up to the heavens, to the top of your head, to the ceiling, whatever there is, and simply tell yourself, either out loud or silently, I trust in life. It'll be okay. And then look down to your feet and say, I choose to be calm in the present moment. And then look, turn your eyes, with your eyes closed, to the left, and tell yourself, 
I trust that I can handle whatever happens next. And then look to the right and tell yourself, I choose to face the future with love, kindness, and optimism. And then you can look straight ahead again and open your eyes. Now, by the way, just really having your eyes closed and looking in all four directions, and you can actually also simply uh, roll your eyes in a big circle. That is very powerful when it comes to dispersing emotions and just getting out of, a, of an emotional tailspin that you may have been experiencing. Especially when you look up, you're far away from the emotions and you don't really feel so in the midst of it. And then when you turn it, it just feels like, okay, my emotions don't have this grip on me anymore. And that combined with affirmations that really resonate with you, that gives you a nice break. Because sometimes that's all it takes just to have a break from the madness that's going on around and inside of us. Now, wh why do we have such a hard time with uncertainty, with what's going on right now? And why do we feel stressed and wired tired? Because a lot of people feel that they cannot really relax. You know, they feel like, I'm so exhausted, it's so much, it's so overwhelming, but as soon as I'm in bed, my head is spinning, my mind is racing, I cannot calm down. So why is that, that we do that? And why do we right away, as kind of a, a mental, emotional pacifier, go to the news, turn it on, let it run all day long, trying to get some kind of a sense of comfort or reassurance from that, or we go to social media and look for those that are you know, like-minded and may actually share that what we believe in. And you know how we do look for outside sources to make us feel better. And what we do, unfortunately, is the obvious, which is we are kind of taking our focus even more away from us. And it's the opposite of what we should be doing. We should actually look inside. We should connect to ourselves. Because the only place where you're going to find peace and calmness is inside of you. Nothing outside of you can ultimately give you that reassurance that you can find inside of yourself. And that's what we want to do today. So at the end of our program today, there will be a guided process that you can go through. And uh, it's a process that really helps to feel much more grounded and centered while also have your mind be not so rigid and tense and stiff, but more flexible. And at the same time, you have your heart open. Because as we know, when we feel we are dealing with uncertainty and when things seem to be just uh, overwhelming and stressful, our heart seems to clamp up. We just feel like Ugh, something is you know, too much or something feels just like we have to protect ourselves. And unfortunately, when our heart is closed, we don't really have access to very powerful resources inside, such as love and compassion and understanding, things we may need for ourselves, but also for others. So why is it that we are dealing 
with uncertainty so poorly? Well, I think it has to do with three expectations, unrealistic expectations we have. And unfortunately, we haven't really been able to let go of those. So maybe today this could be the, the first step. And that first unrealistic expectation is that we think we have to be in control of the circumstances we're in. You know, we're living in a world where you can turn on the light even with your voice or clap, clap, or you, you know, just feel like everything is ultimately laid out. Everything is predictable. And we don't have any kind of patience or flexibility when things are not going our way. We freak out when the weather is not ideal for a weekend getaway. We feel frustrated when we have to stay in a traffic jam. We feel, you know, really irritated when, uh, you know, we are not necessarily seeing the stock market go our way. So there are things we feel like we should be in control, but we can't. And the truth is, ultimately, we cannot be in control of all the circumstances around us. And that's uh, one expectation that gets us in trouble with uncertainty. Because right now, to be honest, we voted, but we're not in control. We have no idea what's going to happen. All we can do is just to lean back and learn to be patient. The second thing that we have as an unrealistic expectation is the expectation that we should be in control of the people around us. And you know how that is. Right now, I heard a lot of people just shaking their heads and saying, why are these people voting for the other candidate? I don't understand them. Are they stupid? So that kind of feeling of everyone should think like we do and everyone should behave like we do, that can also lead to great uh, frustration and ultimately anxiety because we don't trust others anymore. And the third reason or the third expectation is the expectation that we should be able to control ourselves. So how many of you are right now a little bit mad at yourself that you're anxious and feel overwhelmed? Maybe you feel like, you know, that there is something wrong with you. Everyone else seems to have it together. So why are you freaking out? Why can't you sleep? Why is your mind just uh, you know, running around in circles? And that is, again, an unrealistic expectation because we cannot always control our mind. We can guide our mind. We can train our mind. We can help our mind. But we cannot always be in control of it. Just like we cannot always be in control of how fast we are learning something or how well we are dealing with a new circumstance, all we can do is just to try to do our best. Now, the first really important skill to have to be calm is something that you know, personally I had to practice a lot because I was uh, definitely not a master in it. And I still am not, but I'm doing my best to eventually get there, maybe when I'm 85, which is patience. Just really learning how to be patient. Right now with this, every vote counts and some of these uh, states are really dragging their feet and are really seeming to take it very serious. So that brings up an impatience naturally, but it does really also teach us the patience that is asked of us to have right now. And I think in general, learning how to be more patient is not only a virtue, it is actually a power. So when we come back, we talk about more on 
how can you become more patient, especially during a time of uncertainty? So don't go anywhere. Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? Well, you are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th for the International Conference on Resilience for Women as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Walk away with the tools and inspiration to motivate and empower yourself. Don't miss this global online event Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Stories packed full of possibility, power, and of course, resilience. Be empowered, inspired, and committed to your own well-being. Coming together with powerful women, knowing that you are not facing life alone. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com under the register tab. That's resilientwomensconference.com. let's talk about patience. How can we become more patient? Which uh, I think is a collective, probably we could use a little practice, most of us. You know, right now, sadly, uh, I do have to, yeah, practice patient because we do have a little kitty that uh, we love dearly and we had since uh, you know, she was a baby and she unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, she doesn't eat anymore. She barely drinks. She's literally shrinking away. And, uh, but she's comfortable. She doesn't have pain, the doctor or the vet assured us of that. So we don't want to put her down because she still likes to be petted. She still likes to be in bed with us. But uh, yeah, she's just slowly fading away. And that kind of that watching and giving her all the time that she needs, even though it's at times heartbreaking. It is also a form of practicing patience. And, and I think patience is not, you know, this feeling of, uh, well, I'm biting my nails here, I'm biting my time, I'm pulling out my hair. And it's actually simply, it starts with acceptance. It starts with acceptance that right now, there's nothing we can do. We did it all. Everything has been somehow done to our best abilities right now. You know, if you have voted, you have voted. If you even volunteered at a polling station, good for you. Excellent. So you have done whatever you can. So it's a time to accept. And then the next step of patience is also to realize that patience has the advantage that it really brings you back to the power of being more calm and centered because that's what patience actually does. It allows you just to be in a place where you shift your mind away from, you know, looking at the watch or turning on the TV all the time or wondering all the time, you know, when the next uh, relief, the outside relief happens, but instead really find that acceptance and that feeling of peace 
inside of yourself. Now, how do you, how do you practice patience? Well, one of the things right now that, to be honest, again, I have to also practice is to not always turn on the news and check on it every five minutes. So just keep it off for a while. Keep it off for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and just notice that in those 15 minutes, A, nothing happens, most likely. Or if something has happened, great. You haven't really missed a lot because these things trickle in. And also, when you keep it off, you just feel like, well, my, my impulse control gets stronger. Same thing with you know, this impatience of your texting someone or emailing someone or calling someone, which these days unfortunately rarely happen, but you expect to call back or you expect to hear back from that person within a few minutes. And how many of you feel impatient about that if it doesn't happen? And so again, turning maybe even the phone off or not looking always at your emails and just being okay with, I'm going to, in 30 minutes, check again or an hour and extending this time simply because you know you want to learn that patience as something that gives you a sense of, I'm in charge of how I'm feeling. I don't need the good news or the response in order to feel better about whatever situation I'm in. Now, another way to practice patience is breathing. Now, breathing is certainly something that in, in general makes you feel calmer. Now, there is a saying, and I totally believe in that, that our mind controls our breath, and our breath feeds back to our minds. And so, you know, when you, for example, think about anxiety and stress, and you notice how your breath goes faster, it's like, you know, the breath basically is feeding back this stress hormone release of, while well, we have to oxygenate the body to get ready to fight or flight. And when we are slowing down our breath, deliberately slowing down, that feeds back to the mind, huh, okay, so the breath is slow, it's deep, that means actually we are relaxed, something must be okay now. So the mind calms down. It's a beautiful, beautiful feedback mechanism. And so one of the patients building breath is this so-called one-minute breath. Well, you don't have to do it for one minute, but it's very simple. You inhale, for, uh, let's say, five seconds, you hold the breath for five seconds, you exhale for five seconds, and then you hold the breath again after the exhale for five seconds, and then you go back to the inhale. And eventually, you go up to 20 seconds, and, you know, that, that would be, you know, that, or 15 seconds, and that's going to give you a whole minute. So when you do 15 seconds in, holding, exhaling, and holding again, that gives you a whole minute. And what the patience building process there is, is that when you are in that building of the seconds and you want to really, really inhale because you have exhaled for such a long time, just don't do it. Just wait, just count a few more seconds until you're there. And then slowly and not just, you know, with a rush or the impulse of getting as much oxygen in as possible, inhale again. Now what happens is that you are ultimately learning to trust that there will be another breath coming. There will be 
a moment where you can let go of the air on the exhale. It strengthens your mind to not always have to have immediate relief, immediate comfort. It actually helps your mind to be in a place of, I can be okay with that discomfort. I can accept that this is what it is right now. And there will be more oxygen either coming in or more air going out. And that's really, really powerful. A lot of people feel not only that their mind is more clear and calm after just five minutes of this breath, but it also strengthens your trust and belief in yourself. It definitely helps you to be more in control of your mind and with that also be more patient. Now you can of course also practice patience by putting yourself into situations where you need to be patient. You know, you can simply uh, go to uh, a checkout line that is the longest and just notice, okay, I'm not picking the shortest to rush through it, but I gotta pick the longest and I just breathe. I stay patiently in that line, watch these cards slowly empty and I just enjoy that feeling of acceptance. This is what it is. Maybe your mind can go somewhere and appreciate all the things you buy or, you know, get inspired what other people have purchased. But in the end, it is really about practicing that it's flowing, but it has, doesn't have to flow on, uh, you know, this high speed. It can actually also be a little slower or another way of being patient is uh, simply to be in a place in nature where you're watching a tree that is very patient or you're watching animals that, you know, we have horses and so watching them grazing patiently. It always is something that really teaches you about that slower rhythm in life. And that can also give you certainly uh, a greater sense of, okay, my patient muscles is getting stronger and stronger. Now, when you feel like that, you know, patience is getting somehow, you know, more into, you know, your toolbox on how to deal with life. Ultimately, what you're going to find out is that with this patience as the first step, you are more in control then because everything is slower. Patience is a natural, um, you know, reducer of that, uh, that speed with which we go through life, you automatically know from that slower vantage point that you can actually also choose more how you see the world. You can choose that reality is nothing but 90% of interpretation. So you probably know that. I mean, you, you, uh, you may have, uh, you know, this, this uh, situation where, let's say, your neighbor doesn't greet you. And uh, you may get upset about this. You feel like, oh, why am I not greeted? Why am I just uh, snubbed? And, uh, and you tell your spouse about it, and uh, he or she says, well, maybe the person was thinking about something else or was so busy or had still to deal with a hangover from the night before and totally lets it roll off his back. And you may still be upset about it. Now, this is where you see that reality in the eyes of your spouse is completely different than reality in your own eyes. And there are many ways. Right now, for example, 
my wife does not care whatsoever about the election. Perfectly fine, because she doesn't really have any great interest in that. And, uh, and so for her, just talking about it and you know, feeling much more on this higher perspective, and saying no matter what happens, we will always be able to learn and grow from it, is her perspective that is much more calm and relaxed than maybe my perspective, which is I know exactly who needs to win in order to save the planet. So you can see that is again also 9% of interpretation and 10% of reality or 10% of facts. And that is something also that really patients can give you, just the, the way of choosing. How do I want to choose to see this situation we are in right now? And choosing to, to really also going to a place where you can say that, well, I want to trust. I want to learn from this more calmer place where I can choose on how to see the world and how to go about the future. I want to choose to trust more. And that is something that I also feel is incredibly important because right now when things are uncertain, often what we are only left with is trust. And there are three ways of trusting. And the first way of trusting is that trusting in others, trusting in those sources outside of you. And this is how we grow up. You know, when you are a child, you ultimately have to trust that you're going to be fed and closed and taken care of and diaper changed and that's the trust that you need. And that is because you don't really have the resources and the skills to do those things for yourself. And that trust is something that unfortunately we often continue to hold on to. That is the trust that you know you see in other people know it better. The news going to tell us what's going to happen. Uh, you know the good uh, uh, friend who's going to you know give you the right advice. That's the person to trust in. It's all nice and good, but in the end, it does make other people and outside. Uh, sources, that from which you draw the sense of comfort and, and peace in. And it makes you feel somehow that you're out of the equation. It's not very empowering. And it's certainly also not very sustainable. So the second layer of trust, which is the trust in yourself, that is certainly something that is right now much more important to tap into and to practice than just looking for the outside for that and after the break, I'll tell you what you can do to build the trust in yourself to also, again, go through these times with much more calmness and peace, no matter whether we have certainty or not. So stay tuned. times do you find yourself saying it was nothing or just doing my job when really you knocked it out of the park how did you get like this next time someone tells you great job you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to courage to be seen radio with host sherry clark sherry clark is an experienced global engineering leader coach and mentor 
From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Well, how to be calm during times of uncertainty. I hope you're still with me. Haven't left for the news. So if you have any questions, feel free to call in 800-930-2819. I will be patiently expecting your call. If you need any advice or you feel like you want to just share a little bit about what you're going through right now, 800-930-2819. Trust. So I talked about, you know, that trust is something that certainly will help you to feel calmer and often we do put the the trust in others and not necessarily in our own hands and how can you build trust what can you do now i had to build a lot of trust myself because for a long time i didn't feel like you know i was capable or good enough or all those things that i think many are struggling with for whatever reasons usually they start during our early years and building trust means to reflect back on yourself Really just take a moment to realize how good you are and how many times you are actually showing up with integrity or you're showing up with your genius, with that inner magic. You are generous. You are someone who is creative. There are many things that we simply overlook and don't see because we are so much focused on what's happening outside of us that we have the biggest blinders on when it comes to ourself. So a simple exercise I like to uh, teach my clients is to simply go back into this inventory of your life and look at 10 things that you have accomplished in your life. Doesn't have to be super big things, but things that you had as a goal or you felt like, well, I needed to do something for it and, and it happened. 10 obstacles you overcame, difficulties in your life that you mastered, and then 10 changes that you dealt with, things where you felt like, you know, maybe it was a move, maybe it was something where, you know, you said, I'm going to change a habit, or I'm going to make a change in my, my diet, and things where you feel like also that had an impact in your life. And behind each of those obstacles and accomplishments and changes, you're going to write down at least one of your inner gifts or qualities that made you do that. It was helping you to to get there. And because what's important is that you don't trust in what you did, but what allowed you to do those things. And, uh, And that really makes you realize, I do have a lot that I can rely on a lot of resources inside of me tenacity i'm a good problem solver i'm someone who is really resilient i can 
deal with stressful situations. I'm an amazing leader. Whatever you find, really take it in. And don't always find the same thing for all these aspects that you have all these accomplishments and obstacles you wrote down. Find something new every time and, and really widen your perspective on yourself and realize I can trust myself. I know that I can handle whatever comes my way. No matter what's going to happen in this election, it's going to be okay because I can trust myself that I'm going to respond to it in the best and most flexible way. And the third level of trust is that trusting in a higher power. Now, whether you want to trust in life, God, or nature, or the universe, whatever it is, try it on. So many people are these days, you know, feeling turned off by religion. But unfortunately, they also feel a little bit like, well, I, I'm agnostic. That means like I want to maybe believe that potentially there could be something. But I don't really know how to find out if it's true or not or how to relate to it. And I don't want to go into the dogma of any kind of organized religion, but I'm feeling lost. And so they put the whole trust in something that may be outside of them, but that may be not another person, but maybe something, a force, a benevolent energy. They put it aside. Now, I challenge you and really ask you to think about in your life, similar to this other trust building in yourself exercise, times where good things happened, synergies in life, where you felt like, you know, you were really dealing with a huge problem and somehow something just really resolved it. Maybe there was a person coming in that you never thought would show up for you. Maybe a door opened. Think about the, the lucky things in your life, how you met your beloved, or maybe when someone was ill and they miraculously got better. Think about your life as also something that you can really see that there are good things that are coming out of bad situations or difficult situations. And it's not just up to you, but somehow either the circumstances magically changed or people showed up out of the blue and just take it as a sign that, well, maybe life is okay. Maybe life is actually on my side. Maybe I can trust in life. Maybe I can trust in a higher power. And then every day, just be open to see more of it, more of those little synergies. You're down, oh, there's my really favorite song on the radio. Makes me feel better right away. Or you are late and all of a sudden all the lights are in green. Just be open to see that there is a flow of goodness that I can trust in. And I may not know where it comes from, I may not even know if it's real, but I certainly can choose to believe in it. So that's also something that really can give you a greater sense of calmness. Now, one of the things that I find is really important in the terms of calmness as we are going more and more on the inside, more and more in the depth of our mind, is to connect to ourself. Because one of the reasons why we do not feel calm is, as I said before, that we are so disconnected so far away from ourself we're literally like little kites that our mind is like kites that are flying in the wind and 
feeling completely untethered and we do have to reel our mind back in and bring it to the ground in order to feel more that peace in the moment and and for that getting connected to your body is a really powerful way so this can be just through your senses where you are paying attention to your senses you know this where you look around what do i see right now maybe i focus on five things i see four things i hear three things that i can right now touch two things i smell one thing i taste just using your senses or if you have a preferred sense that you always feel like connected to your body use it it can be i'm feeling like you know the sense of my physicality the most when i'm taking a bath or when i'm hugging a pillow or when i'm uh, leaning against a tree or dancing to a beautiful sound or beautiful music all of those things can really help you to feel more connected to yourself and of course looking at yourself looking in the mirror with an open smile greeting yourself looking in your eyes and seeing wow there is someone behind those eyes i haven't really looked at that person i haven't looked at myself that deeply with so much maybe appreciation or adoration focusing on that really bringing yourself back home that is an enormous uh, sense of calmness that you gain from that and and with that you can also again use your breath you can use how you speak to yourself you know this wonderful exercise of looking in the mirror and talking to yourself kindly just like you would talk to a beloved friend that in itself just gives your mind this feeling of i'm cared for i am seen now, in a moment, we're going to do a, a practice that I also find uh, really powerful when it comes to calmness in the middle of the stormy times, because it works on the analogy of being like a tree. And being like a tree basically means that you're grounded, deeply grounded in the earth, in the present moment, that you are flexible that you can really move around and you feel like I'm not just so rigid and resistant to whatever happened and you're open. That means like you let the light come in, you open yourself up to the goodness and the positive things in life. In life. And so this practice is going to help you to just go through that realization that at any moment you can ground yourself and grounding yourself basically means that you go into the present moment just by using this analogy. And besides what we are doing in the moment, you can also ground yourself by walking barefoot on the floor or in the grass, by uh, being in a, in a place where you do actually connect physically to the ground by leaning a tree or, or uh, maybe smelling the earth. Uh, grounding can also be to do simple tasks like folding the laundry or cooking or things that you really feel like, okay, that centers me. And flexibility is what we talked about before, just choosing how you want to see things, being more in this place of I create my reality by the way I perceive it and myself in it. And the openness of the heart is ultimately all about really seeing the beauty even in the midst of darkness. A 
appreciating the things that we often take for granted and that are always available to us. And just as we did at the beginning, choose kindness and love in how we're going to approach the future and not that kind of closed downness or stress or frustration. So lean back. In the moment we're going to start this process, you can just close your eyes and enjoy just to be in a place of finding the calmness within. The following process allows you to regain your calm when you struggle with stress and confusion. To start, sit in a comfortable chair and just set your intention to slow down and to reconnect with yourself so that you can access peace and calmness within. Then take a few slow breaths, releasing any tension with every exhale, inhaling fresh energy to clear your body and your mind. To bring yourself back into the present moment, start to connect with your senses. Look around and see five things that surround you that catch your eyes. Then focus on four things you may hear besides my voice. Notice three things you feel. It can be your shirt on your skin, maybe a light breeze in the air, or your feet on the ground. Smell two things that surround you and try to taste right now whatever there is on the tip of your tongue. Your senses always allow you to bring yourself back into the now and so you can close your eyes and focus internally. As you are still breathing slow and relaxed, bring your attention to the base of your spine and imagine there a small cylinder right at the base of your sitting bone. With every breath, Visualize the cylinder getting bigger in size, taking on the shape of a column. That column is reaching down to the level of your knees, calves, ankles, 
until it is reaching the soles of your feet. Imagine that with the next few breaths, this column is able to enter into the ground like the roots of a tree, giving you a sense of calmness and stability, a sense of being firmly anchored in the present and firmly present in your body. And while you're taking still some time to root yourself back into the now, let your mind become more flexible and take a moment to look back into the past. Think about a time when you felt so at peace and calm. Maybe a quiet Sunday morning where you were just in that delicious state between still being asleep and almost awake. You didn't have to get up and you had no care in the world. And you just let yourself sink into the pillows a little bit more deeply. It may be a moment of peace in nature, walking on a beach, sitting on the top of a mountain, leaning against a tree, or just enjoying a stroll in the park. Or maybe there was a peaceful, calm moment in a church or a temple where all the noise of the world stayed outside and you could connect to a deep serenity. Go back and see, hear, feel, smell and taste what it was like to be in that peaceful moment. Fill yourself up with a serene and calm energy that you felt at that time and that is still inside of you. Tell yourself, I am at peace now. I am calm and relaxed now. I have all the resources inside of me to find love, support and relaxation in all situations. And now leave this moment of the past 
and stretch your mind into the future, connecting to a future memory where you can imagine to be also at complete peace. Picture a place that you will visit, maybe a place that is already right within your reach. Imagine being there right now in the future, completely relaxed without any worries, your whole body feeling soft and loose, your mind clear and still, and connect to that moment in the future with your senses, see what you will see, hear Feel, smell and taste that beautiful, peaceful moment of the future. And realize when you're there, there is no worry, there is no doubt, there is no anxiety. All you feel is peace and calmness. Now give your mind a clear understanding that you choose to be at peace, to be calm, and that you always have and will have ways and possibilities to get there. So now bring yourself back into the present moment. Feel that column firmly anchored into the ground. Notice that you are becoming like a tree solidly rooted in the present moment, flexible with your mind to be able to span past, present and future, and now open and light as you are thinking about three things that you are grateful for, that make your heart feel light and full. And as you're reflecting, it can be very simple things, things that you usually take for granted, people, animals, the situations you're living in are just a sunny day. Take in the gratitude from your heart as a way to shift your awareness and with that shift your reality.
away from the old, more stressed and anxious perspective to the lightness and openness that at any given moment you can find more reasons to be grateful for than reasons to be worried. And in your mind you can repeat, I am relaxed and calm. I love myself for who I am. I'm letting go of all my worries and fears. My mind is slowing down as I am, becoming more and more grounded, centered and connected to myself. Every breath I take slowly and deeply fills me with calmness and peace. So stay a few more moments in that precious place of reconnection. Know that at any time you can go back and re-anchor yourself in that tree-like energy of stability, flexibility, openness and lightness. And then take a deep breath in. Exhale. Welcome back. Well, I hope you feel much calmer now than at the beginning of this hour. And if you need any more help, just reach out. You can find me at drfriedman.com. That's D-R-F-R-I-E-D-E-M-A-2-N.com. And you find a lot of ways to deal with anxiety and with stress, especially during these times right now. We need to take care of ourselves. So let's be the trees not only for ourselves, but also for others, so that they can find that shade of calmness and that strength that we are projecting out to lean on and find their own peace and rootedness through that. Until next time, it was really nice that you tuned in. Thank you very much. Take good care and make sure that you focus and stay connected to yourself. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.